This is the Sound Environment Animal of the Week. Today we've got Dr. Malcolm Lindsay here in the studio. What is this week's Animal of the Week? Oh, it's very exciting. It's the Bilby. <gasps> the Bilby. We're a little bit, a little bit late for Easter, but it is the Easter Bilby. Species so, name Macrotus lagotus. Macrotus lagotus. For all those Latin heads at home. And um, yeah, amazing animal. It's actually from a um, a group of uh, marsupials which are linked to the bandicoots. So some people might have seen bandicoots or heard of bandicoots. So bilbies are related to them. And the, sort of like bandicoot cousins almost. Kind of, yeah, cousin. The bilby that we know of and the one that's still hopping around is called the greater bilby. And unfortunately, it is the last of its family. There were three bilbies. There was the lesser bilby, the pig-footed bilby, and the greater bilby. And the lesser and pig-footed are now extinct, unfortunately. Oh, that's very sad. And is that just extinct in the wild or extinct, extinct? Extinct, extinct, oh. no longer. Um, so you can only see them as stuffed animals in a museum. The greater bilby is heading kind of in that way as well, unfortunately. So it is listed federally as a vulnerable species. So not quite as bad as endangered or critically endangered, but still heading on the way to um, to extinction if we don't do anything about it. And the main reason for that is that they're actually heavily threatened by foxes and cats, by competition from rabbits, and from major changes to their habitat, which come from land clearing, um, grazing from feral herbivores, and from fire as well, the wrong type of fire. It sounds like there's a lot of pressure on these poor little bilbies. Well, they used to actually range across 70% of Australia. Almost the whole thing. Almost the whole thing. So all the dry parts, so Western um, Queensland, New South Wales. uh, So it used to be across 70% of Australia, including, you know, pretty much nearly all of WA. But it has shrunk in size. Its range has, has decreased. And basically it's shrinking to the northwest where we are. And that... That decline was actually quite closely matched to the spread of foxes and rabbits through the countryside. So that's why one of the things they think that foxes and rabbits are the worst aspects, which makes the um, populations we do have in the Kimberley quite important because um, we're just above the main areas where foxes and uh, rabbits like to live. So occasionally foxes will come, you know, occasionally they're seen in Broome or, you know, similar areas. There's a lot more down around Bijadanga and rabbits, there's some seen, but... It's getting a bit too far north. So the bilbies that are here are actually in somewhat of a wild refuge where they're not as under pressure as they are, say, in parts around Alice Springs or further south. So it sounds like we're quite lucky to have our bilbies here in our region. What's so special about them, though, as an animal? I mean, I know that they they make cute little Easter bunnies, but um, other than that, they do make cute little Easter bunnies. But um, other than that, look, they're quite they're a fascinating species for for a range of reasons. Because they're a desert species, um, they're very good at breeding quickly when the conditions are right. So if the conditions are right, they'll turn it on and they can have up to three young, and the young uh, get independence quite quickly. And then if the conditions are still right, the the um, adults will keep on breeding. They're an opportunistic um, omnivore, so that means that basically whatever animals and plants are around, they'll try and gnaw on. In particular, they love things like um, bush onions, they love seeds from certain grasses, they love insects, they love witchetty grubs and stuff that grow in roots, spiders, centipedes. And their diet varies quite a lot depending on across where they are in, that, in their historic range. 
But what's really interesting is they dig these large, deep burrows up to three metres deep. Um, really? Ty- three yeah. metres deep? And they're typically spiralling in an anticlockwise direction. Do we know why it would be anticlockwise? We don't know why. I think it's actually due to the Coriolis effect. So if you if you got some northern really? hemisphere bilbies, they'd actually <laughs> spiral the other way. How can we test out this theory? <laughs> Introduce bilbies to maybe what would be equivalent habitat, <laughs> maybe the Mongolian steppe or something like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the bilbies, they dig these really big burrows and they're really good diggers. They're quite strong. So they can dig a burrow in a night and they'll dig lots of burrows and they might have eight burrows in an area that they'll use and they'll hop away and they might not come back for a couple of years and they'll reuse the same burrows or dig new ones. And what that does, it actually leaves these burrows all over the place that other animals then move in. So they kind of create nice houses that then everything from goannas to snakes to other mammals like rats and mice to um, small birds will even use their burrows. They're very a very generous animal. They are. There's something what we call is a habitat engineer, and that means they actually change the habitat a lot more than other species do. So by doing that, they're creating great habitat for other animals to live in. And also when they dig, they dig a lot for bush onions and stuff all over the place. So there's a lot of diggings all over the place. And what happens is that creates these little, little pockets where leaf litter accumulates and seeds accumulate and it actually creates places where seeds germinate a lot similar to how you dig in soil and and uh, leaf litter into a garden so you actually get higher seed germination in areas where bilbies have been dinging than in areas that you don't so incredible so they're they're home builders and also gardeners oh they are they're just domestic goddesses and gods <laughs> so i mean they're pretty amazing those ways yeah. um and because they're op- opportunistic you know the home ranges in some of the desert areas are quite large and, and what they'll essentially do is they might like a, a type of food which, say, um, starts seeding two years after fire. So, um, but after three three years or four years after fire, that food resource might not be ready. So, ideally for them, they have a, a matrix of lots of different aged fire patches so they don't have to travel far to find a two-year-old bit of, of bush. So, that's so part that's- of ties into that um, right way fire that you were talking about then. Exactly right. So, you know, the, the traditional burning methods that were used to be done used to create these great, and are still done frequently, um, create these great matrix of small little patches that have been burnt in all these different ages, something that somebody coined pyrodiversity, which is a very <laughs> fancy term. Um, so that means that a bilby doesn't need to go far to find a two-year-old piece of bush. But if that traditional fire method or the, or the fire burning management we do at the moment that's not so traditional um if that's not done then basically whole areas will be um burnt in one year so the whole area will be the same age and the bilby will need to go further to get that two-year-old piece of bush um and two-year-old's just an example i'm not sure we're still finding out what type of habitat and food exactly and what sort of fire um, history they like in the kimberley but that's, yeah, they're, they're kind of semi-nomadic. They utilise a large area. And I think where the habitat is better, their territory doesn't need to be as long, as large. But where the habitat isn't as good, they need to range further for food. That makes sense. And wow, what a fascinating animal the bilby is. I had no idea there were so many aspects to its personality and um, also that the role of fire had such a strong part to play in its life. Mm. Dr Malcolm Lindsay, thanks so much for telling us about bilbies. Absolute pleasure.